Hey, wake up. Welcome to the Numbers Podcast. On the Numbers Podcast, we present general information about various topics, looking at each topic from a numbers point of view. In this episode, we will look at the 4,500-year-old Great Pyramid of Giza in Egypt and the amount of people required to build it. Most of my facts and figures come from information found on the internet. So right from there, you should take this podcast with a grain of salt. This podcast is an adventure, and you are invited to join the journey. There is no specific destination. We will see where the numbers take us. The numbers presented are approximate and not exact. This episode of the Numbers Podcast will continue shortly. The Great Pyramid of Giza is the biggest Egyptian pyramid. Scholars believe it was built around 2550 BC during a period of almost around 20 years. It is the largest in Giza and originally towered some 482 feet above the plateau. The base was measured to be about 755 feet on each side giving a volume of roughly 92 million cubic feet, which includes an internal small hill. The Great Pyramid contains an estimated 2.3 million large blocks. Most of the stones are limestone quarried nearby on the Giza Plateau. The Greek historian and geographer Herodotus visited the pyramids of Giza about 2,400 years ago in about 420 BC, over 2,000 years after scholars believed they were built. He was told by local priests that it took 100,000 men 20 years to build the Great Pyramid of Giza. Scholars today, however, think it may have been built by only 20,000 men over 20 years. In this podcast, we will look solely at the energy and power needed to move the stone vertically and horizontally and compare the amount of people needed to expend that energy and provide that power. Scholars write that the ancient Egyptians utilized neither wheels nor work animals for most of the pyramid building era. So the stone blocks had to be moved through human muscle power alone. I'm not an Egyptologist and definitely not a scholar. I have not been to the pyramids in Egypt, but do find the pyramids interesting. While I can be a little slow on the upload, I can normally work to understand things if given enough time and information. Still, as always, you need to take what I say with a skeptical view. But as a physicist Tom Campbell says, 
be an open-minded skeptic. To cut to the quick, so you not have to first listen to the remainder of this podcast, I estimate that to construct the Great Pyramid in a 20-year span with mostly human power, the number of people needed is close to the scholarly estimate of 20,000. But there are many logistic problems with that many people in a small area for a long duration, as well as cutting, moving, and placing that many blocks in only 20 years. If you want to hear how I estimated the number of people, then please continue listening. The pyramid originally stood about 482 feet high with four equal sides, each measuring 755 feet. For a comparison, the Gateway Arch in St. Louis is 632 feet tall with a base of 630 feet. The volume of the Great Pyramid is a little less than 92 million cubic feet. If you filled Bush Stadium in St. Louis to the brim with water, that water, that volume of water is about the same as the volume of stone in the Great Pyramid. The quarry that scholars believe was used to provide stone for the pyramid is about 2,300 feet from the pyramid. The density of limestone is about 169 pounds per cubic foot. At 9 million cubic feet, the weight of stone in the pyramid is about 15.5 billion pounds. That is about 35 times the weight of the Willis Tower in Chicago. At 15.5 billion pounds and 2.3 million blocks, the average stone block weighed 6,740 pounds. That's about the weight of a Dodge Ram 3500 crew cab. Of course, the stone block did not have wheels. How much energy did it take to move a 6,740-pound stone block from the quarry to the pyramid? I estimated about 8.9 million foot-pounds. I will explain how I estimated that. Energy is the work to remove something. It is force multiplied by distance. What distance did the stone block have to be moved? I use the average distance as 2,300 feet horizontally and 169 feet vertically. That is a little less than half of a mile horizontally and about the height of a 12-story office building vertically. I will explain how I estimated that. At the center point of weight of the pyramid, half the total weight is above that point and half is below that point. This would be the average height that stone would be lifted in the pyramid. The center point of the weight of the pyramid is about one quarter the height, or about 120 feet above the plateau elevation. At the center point of the weight of the stone in the quarry, half the total weight is above that point and half is below that point. This would be the average height that stone would be lifted out of the quarry. The depth of the quarry is about 92, 98 feet below the plateau elevation. 
So the average depth is 49 feet below the plateau elevation. This is the center point of the weight of stone in the quarry. So the average height that the stone had to be lifted from quarry to pyramid was 169 feet. That being 120 feet midpoint of pyramid plus 49 feet midpoint of quarry. Of no significance is that the number 69 is also the density of limestone. The quarry is about 2300 feet horizontally from the pyramid. We will use 169 feet vertical and 2300 feet horizontal for distance the average stone block was moved for our energy calculations. The energy needed to move the stone block vertically up is the weight 6,740 pounds multiplied by the distance 169 feet which is a little larger than 1 million foot-pounds. The force needed to slide limestone blocks across the limestone is based on a factor called the coefficient of friction. You multiply the coefficient of friction by the weight of the stone block and you get the horizontal force needed to move the stone block. The coefficient of friction of limestone moved on limestone is about 0 0.5. So the force needed to move a 6,140 pound block is then 3,370 pounds. The energy needed to move the stone block horizontally is a moving force, 3,370 pounds, multiplied by the distance, 2,300 feet, which is about 8 million foot-pounds. The total energy to move a stone block is a total of moving it vertically and horizontally, which is a little less than 9 million foot-pounds. Energy can be given in many different units of measurement. One is calories. We will switch to using calories in our energy calculation as that is a common energy unit for people. Remember, people are what are expending the energy and providing the power to build this pyramid. The total energy required to move one stone block is about 8.9 million foot-pounds. The conversion factor to convert from foot-pounds to calories is 0 0.324. So, the energy in units of calories is about 2.9 million calories per average size block. To determine how many people were needed to move the stones, we need to know how fast the stone blocks needed to be moved. That will give us an idea of the power needed. Power can be defined as work over time, or energy over time. Use a time period of 20 years to erect the Great Pyramid and using 330 days per year worked gives 6,600 days of construction. Dividing the total number of stone blocks by the total days gives the average number of stone blocks that had to be handled in a day. That is about 364 blocks a day. If the average work day was 10 hours, at what speed did the stones need to travel from quarry to pyramid? 364 stone blocks divided by 10 hours is about 37 stone blocks an hour, or about a stone delivered every 97 seconds.
Seems to me that it would be hectic on the loading end at the quarry and the unloading end at the pyramid. This is one of the reasons I think it would take longer than 20 years to build the Great Pyramid. Let's allow 100 feet length for each hauling stone. Using 37 stones per hour and 100 feet per stone, the stone had to travel 3,700 feet per hour or about seven-tenths of a mile per hour. At that speed, over 2,300 feet, the time would be 37 minutes. 2.9 million calories per stone divided by 37 minutes is about 78,400 calories per minute and is the power required at each stone. How many people are needed to supply that power? First, let's estimate how much energy a person can provide per day. At 5 foot 6 inches and 120 pounds, that is my assumption for an average person 4,600 years ago, would extend 1,800 kilocalories a day for the sedentary life and about 2,850 calories for a very active life. I'm assuming the average person hauling stones needed 2,850 kilocalories a day with 1,050 of that for stone moving and 1,800 for just general body functions. Expending 1,050 kilocalories for stone moving over 10 hours would be an average of power of 105 kilocalories per hour or 1,750 calories per minute. A kilocalorie is equal to 1,000 calories. While it is common to use the word calorie for the amount of energy in food and the amount of energy we expend every day, the term is really kilocalories. 105 kilocalories per hour is about 122 watts of power or a little more than needed to power a 100 watt light bulb. The average human at rest produces 100 watts of power. Over periods of few minutes humans can sustain 300 to 400 watts and in cases of very short bursts of energy such as sprinting some humans can output over 2,000 watts. So 122 watts or 105 kilocalories per hour is a comfortable rate. Dividing 78,400 calories per minute by 1,750 calories per minute per person gives a requirement for 45 people to move one stone block. But 45 people could not provide enough force to move the block. The coefficient of friction for leather on limestone is 0.35. So a 120 pound person could exert a 42 pound force before slipping. Let's limit the force required from each person to be 30 pounds. Earlier we estimated the force needed to move the stone to be 3,370 pounds. Dividing that by 30 pounds per person gives us 113 people needed to provide the force needed. With travel, with 2,300 feet, 2, feet of travel 
and a hauling train at 100 feet, there will be 23 teams in the hauling line, with another 23 teams shuffling their way back to the loading point. So 46 teams are needed per every day. With 46 hauling teams on average and 364 stones to move a day on average, each team would have to haul about eight blocks a day. Eight stone blocks require 23.2 million calories. Dividing 113 people, divide that by 113 people gives 205,000 calories needed from each person. Each person has about a million calories to give, so we are good. 46 to each teams each with 113 people gives a total of about 5,200 people to just haul stone. This does not include those cutting stone and moving the stone into starting position, nor the people to move the stone blocks into the position at the pyramid. It looks like the current scholarly figure of 20,000 people is in the ballpark for the amount of workers needed. The logistics of organizing that many people in a small area over 20 consecutive years makes me think the building process took longer than 20 years. For example, the average abbey and church in England took 200, 250 to 300 years to construct. Why did I take the time out of my life to calculate this? Because many people cannot fathom that ancient man could build the pyramid. They jump to thinking about other means like levitation or the power of beings from places other than the earth. While I find those stories interesting, I will not allow myself to seriously consider them until I have proven to myself that ancient man could not have performed the work. Possibly the answer, and not one taken by many as serious, is that these structures were built by an earlier civilization that had the technology and are much older than currently believed. In a later podcast, we will look at the estimate how long it might have taken to construct the pyramid using manpower and logistics. I may, might even have some ideas on how they did it. It all depends if it's in the numbers. Thank you for listening to the Numbers Podcast. To paraphrase the physicist Tom Campbell, be an open-minded skeptic. If you'd like a list of the website addresses that I reviewed in developing this episode, please ask ask me in an email and I will send it to you. If you'd like to send a comment, ask a question, or suggest a topic, please email me at mynumberspodcast at gmail.com. The email address has continuous letters with no spaces. Until next time, be love.